everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful, if perhaps overcast, Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, it's St. Valentine's Day. Oh, yes. Oh, the day of love and lovers. Literally the day day that is the saint's day of a specific person, but we... We don't care about him at all. Yeah, so something that started as a holy day is now a holiday, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but first, Dan, we got some some stories, some things that happened this week in yeah. the news that we're going to talk about. Um, this one, boy howdy, it's, it's brief, it's short on details, but it made me so happy. Uh, the headline oh. is Mormon Church's investment arm under investigation by SEC. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, like... if, if only under investigation meant something real was going to happen. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, they're um, they're investigating the Mormon Church's efforts to keep. Um, it's investment portfolio secret. It's massive uh, hundred billion dollar billion dollar investment portfolio that one can only imagine uh, has grown since the guy who uh, whistle blew, you know, blew. last saw the, yeah. the, the, the number, right? Uh, whatever that big O number is. Yeah, they've uh, so the investigation is focused on whether the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, the Mormons. Yeah, thank you. I was I was waiting for it. Uh, uh, whether uh, they complied with disclosure requirements for large money managers. Yeah, it's the investigation is in an advanced stage, and here's the bummer: is likely to lead to a settlement in the coming months. Uh, which, meaning they will they will get fined. Yeah, but but guaranteed it will be a fine that. Any manage any company managing a hundred million or hundred billion dollars will not notice this. It's a rounding error. Yeah. In in yeah. their portfolio, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. But I I really like that they got caught. Well, if they're yeah. doing something that's not quite right, I mean, you're not you're not allowed to like you can't have a portfolio that big and not let the government sort of poke around a bit and yeah. uh, make sure that you're al- at least mostly on the up and up. Like you can do all kinds of criminal shit <laughs> and invest you have in, to like in, uh, let them look. Yeah. They, they have to be able to take a little sneaky peek. <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, um, and we've talked about this extensively on the show in the past, just this ridiculous amount of money and sort of, it just raises these very weird moral questions about like a church amassing a fortune and just sitting on it. Right. And, yeah. I, and I mean, that's why it's so icky to me and, and why t- I take some glee. Well, I mean the government potentially holding any religious institution in this country, you know, accountable at any for level anything. for right. anything. Um, <laughs> it shouldn't, shouldn't bring us this much joy. But because it never happens, right? Exactly. Um, or I guess I should say, rarely happens. It's just a delight. Well, and it's a double whammy too, because there are two groups that never get held accountable in the United States, and that is religions, uh-huh. especially and specifically uh, anything that has the word Jesus in it, <laughs> right. and wealthy entities. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, and. Yeah. This, so this is a tale of both. Yeah. Maybe they'll repossess them all. <laughs> God, wouldn't that be amazing? I would love it. Oh, or just fine. the temple. They should repossess the temple. Just be like, they, you, will, you know what? They we'll could just charge them this. They, they could literally fine them a hundred million dollars. <laughs> and they would just be like, oh, that's okay. frustrating. Where do I sign? That's really annoying. Please, <laughs> please don't. But they won't. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it'll be like, it'll be like $100,000. Oh, God. $10,000. You guys have to pay us. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, so I'm going to tell you a story about a uh, 
a school. It is a Christian school. It is a private Christian school that is what the nice thing about this school, the thing that I like about this school is that it is tuition free. Ah. Um, and apparently very, uh, very much. They one of the main things they do is serve low income students of color. Um, oh. A good percentage of, of their okay. students fall into that category. Okay. I think that's great. They were also, you know, so so basically it's all donation based. They have they have this huge donor base. Uh, this is in Kansas City, Missouri. Mm. And uh, and they were chugging along just fine. And then they decided to come out and say openly that their policy is one of Gay affirmation. They are LGBTQIA plus affirming. Oh, no. Though they are still Christian. Oh, no. They're done. <laughs> done. S school's over. Yeah. Literally, uh, in December of 2021, before they did this, mm -hmm. they, made, they, they took in uh, over $300,000 in donations. Okay. In December of 2023, they took in 14,000. Oh, no. So really? They're like, closing. Oh, they're no. Over. Oh, they're done, done. Because, they, because they're okay with gays? Yeah. Christians are because that? Hateful? <laughs> yeah. They are, more, they are so much more focused on hating who they hate mm -hmm. than they are loving who they love. And this is literally. Oh, wait, they love people? Well, I didn't know about that part. Well, they claim there's a there is a claim floating out there, um, but I think this very much puts the lie to that claim. Wow, that's that's really sick because it sounds like important. it was already a fairly like progressive place for a of little course. Christian school, yeah. and so they and you know like it's it's the kids. Right, like kids from from uh, you know disadvantaged backgrounds or whatever. That's kind of what it sounds yeah. like they they were focusing on. Oh, yeah. oh. And here's the thing: like I could have worded this. A lot of like atheists who are uh, you can you can fall easily into the trap of like anything Christian is going to be harmful for kids. Right, and I kind of get that perspective i don't want kids being indoctrinated into christianity right but you know it sounds like this school was at least sort of the lesser of that evil right and you know it may be that in that you know in that part of kansas city they there was a real need for better education it does it it would it strikes me as decidedly possible right um well, I mean, and, and th there's, it's an unfortunate tradition, but it is a tradition in this country of a lot of times the, in, in smaller communities, the best schools are the Christian schools. Yep. So it, it is a conundrum for, for many, a non-believing parent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Uh, at well, least these parents won't have to worry about that yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, that conundrum has been solved. Has been um, solved for them. All right. Um, well, Dan, mm. let's see where to start with this story. It's uh, it's it comes to us from the Netherlands. Okay. Um, and it has to do with a prosecution of a woman um, for uh, belonging to Islamic State. Oh, okay. And for then they're accusing her of. Uh, enslaving Yazidis, or at least a Yazidi woman uh, in oh Syria. Uh, now, the Yazidis, if you'll recall, are uh, an ancient religious minority in sort of that Syria part of the world, right? Okay. Over there somewhere. Um, that combines uh, Zoroastrianism, Christian, uh, Manichaean, uh, Jewish and Muslim beliefs. It's kind of this, and they just, I don't think you're allowed to do that. Uh, well, I don't think, I, I don't think you're allowed to just squish them together <laughs> like that. Well, they have, and they've been doing it for a very, very, very long time. 
And um, the Islamic State sees the Yazidis as devil worshippers, um, <laughs> and uh, and they like they kill them, right? They yeah. they've killed uh, more than a thousand, uh, three thousand. They've enslaved uh, seven thousand Yazidi women and girls, and displaced most of the five hundred fifty thousand uh, member community um, from its ancestral home in northern Iraq. Wow. I guess that's why they're in Syria. So the Dutch have some. When you, when you see people, when look, when someone in the world is uh, murdering and persecuting uh, a, a religious minority, uh-huh. you call the Dutch. But, <laughs> yeah, because because they, they're they're on it. Let me tell you, um, no, these the people who are up to no good. Uh, there are two words that can be said. That will shiv- send a shiver down their spine, I'm sure. The Hague. The Hague. You do not want to be hauled off to The Hague and charged for war crimes or crimes against humanity as yeah. they are charging this woman with. Her name is Hasna Arab. And she's Dutch. She's a Dutch citizen. That's how they're, oh my. That's how they're getting her, right? Because okay. they have universal jurisdiction laws. Where their yeah. national courts can try suspects for war crimes, crimes against humanity, and genocide committed on foreign soil as long as the accused resides in the Netherlands. That, That's so weird. So wait, is this is this the international court or is this just... No, this is actually just Dutch courts. Dutch? Weird. They're, okay. They, um, so yeah, okay. I made it out to be like the Hague. But it just happens, it just to, happens be to be just, you know... In the Hague. Yeah, I think it's just it's in it the city, but but not it's not the Hague. You know, with the reputation that the Hague has, yeah. um, I'm sure it's a lovely place, but I I don't even want to go there, right? Like, like you could just get prosecuted <laughs> for you don't know what. They are prosecutorial there. I'll tell you what. Yeah, but this I think this is like I love it. I love that like this woman is not going to get away with enslaving someone yeah in a, and and committing crimes against humanity meanwhile right. there are swedes and finns enslaving people left and right and not and they just get away with it <laughs> <laughs> well, she, if go. she had just been danish everything would have been fine is that a fact I, the danes no, just, just let making, people I'm, off i'm just saying they it, it sounds like these uh international laws are are, are very specific to Oh, the yeah, the, 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 the Dutch would not be trying her if she was Belgian or whatever. Yeah, anyway, that's, <laughs> yeah, this sounds... Uh, so, anyway, um, yeah, good stuff. Oh, my God. What? It, just, the, just the fact that people do shit like this. The fact that, that it seems okay to anyone to be like, oh, they believe, they believe a weirdo religion... Probably murder and slavery is best. Well, like, I just, I, I find it so bizarre that, like, people leave their 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 home in the Netherlands, right? They leave the yeah. Netherlands and they're, like, let out of the cage, right? Yeah. Like, they're just this wild animal out there, you know, killing people they don't like, enslaving people they don't like. Like, it's insanity. Like, but yeah. yet they go back to the to the Netherlands and, you know... Just chill. They're perfectly chill. She's probably, you know, works in a library somewhere. And she was, <laughs> I have no idea she what she was on does. her way to a lovely market. Yeah. To a farmer's market. She was planting she was tulips, tulip bulbs up by the feds and, uh, <laughs> clogging away in wooden shoes. Yeah. Just being so Dutch. It made me just, it hurt. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then suddenly she, she's she picked up for enslavement. Like it's insanity. Ugh, oh anyway. man. Well, uh, I'm going to take us to now. If I say to you that I am going to do a story that AP reported uh, from Hilldale, Utah, about a fringe religion, what religion? What religion am I talking about? Uh, FLDS. You'd think so. There's another one. 
This is uh, because that because Hilldale, Utah, is part of the is is one half of the Short Creek community that used to be the 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 central home of the fundamentalist Mormons, the uh, the the Warren Jeffs crowd that uh, that that you know got broken up and whatever. Right. Uh, it is now also apparently the home to Hummingbird. The Hummingbird Church. What? uh, Which is apparently an ayahuasca ceremony church. Oh, good for them. uh, Which I find interesting. The story is largely focuses on ayahuasca as a... For those of you who don't know, ayahuasca is a a South uh, American-derived hallucinogen. Yes. Uh, that people take it's a psychedelic uh, that that people take and frequently they take it uh, not for recreation yeah. but rather for um, under like they'll have like a shaman right yeah it's it's and for spiritual slash psychological yeah purposes they 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 take the ayahuasca mm-hmm. uh, the shaman is doing their shamany things you and then they it. they they and then they vomit. Until they see God, <laughs> right? <laughs> that may be the order of things. It may go in different orders. You know, your results may vary depending on. Oh, I forgot your... shit themselves too. You can shit yourself. Yeah. It, it, it that's not a guarantee. You probably will vomit, <laughs> uh, and and you'll see uh, pretty pretty lights and and mm-hmm. a lot of interesting things. But like, I have multiple friends, like like personal friends. Mm-hmm who have sworn to me that they're doing one ayahuasca ceremony was like 10 years of therapy. Oh, I, yeah, I know people who say the same thing. Yeah. So I, and you know, there's a, there's now finally some research being done, uh, into psychedelics and their medicinal, actual medicinal properties and, and psychological, uh, aid properties. You know, I've now, now finally in the United States, people are, you know, there's ketamine treatments. Oh Yeah. For for depression, and that's or you can just take it recreationally. You can just have have a little K. Don't take don't take ketamine <laughs> recreationally. Oh people. my god! I unfor- like un- yeah. Anyway, <laughs> did you try it? No. Oh, shit. oh okay. Shit. I really I thought, you, I were really gonna, I thought you were going to tell us about the time you went to, into a K hole there for a second. No, I've okay. I've been in the room. <laughs> Shocking! I was I was yeah. shocked. I was like, "What are you guys?" doing yeah do it with medical professionals yeah. there are other ones if you if you want to do something recreationally go for mushrooms that'll be ah, fine delightful um anyway so ayahuasca it turns out interestingly enough uh has been multiple times protected by u.s courts oh really as a religious sacrament type thing as a as a re, as a religious thing so huh. While it, the substance is illegal in the United States, mm-hmm. the uh, it's one of the few like drug-related things in the U.S. that has actually passed muster of in multiple court cases. Hmm. It, so it's that's an interesting thing. Uh, it, you know, here's the thing: I'm interested in it. I would probably try it. And the thing that would that would stop me most stop me from doing it. Is that there's going to be a shaman there who's going to turn it into a religion-y thing. Yep. The one thing that allows it to be legal in the United States is the thing that would most bug me. Yeah. Going into it. It's just like, oh, can we not? I'm here. I am here for psychological benefit. Yeah. Can I have a psychologist instead of a shaman, please? Yes. Is that a possibility? Yes. And I still want bucket keepers, though. To like oh, you to gotta have people around you because you're gonna freak out. You're gonna have trouble. You gotta, you gotta be oh. guided through this. Yeah, I mean, just for the throwing up, like, Wait, well, and that's part of it. Yeah, you, you got somebody's got to hold your hair back and <laughs> and uh, yeah, clean out the bucket it's, when you're when you're it done. It definitely sounds like a deeply unpleasant experience, but I've had it described to me by a couple different people now, like <laughs> in a certain amount of detail. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, I'm really happy that you have like found something that like has had this like 
incredible transformative experience for you. But like, no, thank you. I You're want not nothing it. to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. Literally have anyone describe the process to you. Oh my God. Cause it'll start with, it was the most amazing thing in the right. world. Yeah. But, but as they get deeper and deeper into the story, they're like, first of all, it tastes awful. Right. Uh, and then you throw you, you you wait like an hour for it to kick in, and then you vomit like you've never vomited before. Right. Maybe pee your pants while you're vomiting. Yeah. Possibly shit yourself. Right. Yeah. And then it's this great, really great experience. <laughs> I know. It's like okay, cool. I just right. felt like the mother creator's energy, like she was there, <laughs> and I'm like, I. I I bet that feels amazing. And and the mother creator made you shit yourself. That seems mean. She's anyway. yeah. She's got some uh, interesting gatekeeping sort of rules. Yeah, she's yeah. Uh, it's true. Yeah. Anyway. All right, Dan. Yeah. Um. This is a this is an interesting development within the Democratic Party here in these United States. Okay, um, I've heard of them. Yeah. Um. You know, they're the. Um, more reasonable of the two. (laughs) Yeah. Still not great. They sometimes, they sometimes piss me off, uh, especially sometimes their tactics piss me off. Yeah. Well, Um, their tactics, you, you, you mean the tactics that are able to almost universally snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, anyway, they have passed the, the, I guess I should say the national, the democratic national committee, uh, has passed a resolution. Um, so this is just a party statement, right? Mm-hmm. It's a party. Uh, this is, I guess, I don't know if this is like part of the platform or whatnot, but they've, they've passed a resolution that condemns quote, white religious nationalism, uh, declaring mm-hmm. that quote, theocracy is incompatible with democracy and religious freedom. Okay. Wow. Like, yes, Yes, correct. This is correct. And uh, thank you. This is something that uh, people need to be talking about in, in, yeah. in, in, in our nation more and more, especially as there seems to be a growing number of people who uh, are just kind of meh about religion in general. Um, this well, is in definitely fairness, convers- people are talking about it, but it's all the wrong people. <laughs> right. Tucker Carlson is talking about it nonstop, but his conclusions are wrong. Right. Well, he he's a, a Christian nationalist, as is right. uh, as are people like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene um, yeah. and uh, the, the, the Bobert herself, I'm sure, right? The bobe. Uh, the bobe. Um, anyway, um, I do think that the phrasing white religious nationalism is interesting. They're clearly avoiding officially uh, sounding like they might be uh, saying something about Christianity. Um, yeah, that seems like a dodge. It, you I you wish know they would, who you're talking about. Yeah, and since we do know who you're talking about, just come out and say it. Like you, You've taken this it. step. Just say it. Because the people that, that are quoted in this article about it, they don't have a problem individually saying Christian nationalism. Right. Um, there was, there was one person quoted, but he was really close to like top leadership of, of the party. Um, and he used the official white religious nationalism phrase. Um, but otherwise, I love that they're, that they're willing to call out white, mm-hmm. which, uh, which they should be. Yeah. But like that, the whole reason not to say re- Christian, to say religious instead of Christian, mm-hmm is because you're afraid you're going to scare off yeah. Christian people. You've already done it with white. Yeah. Yeah. You've already you've already <laughs> all the people that you are worried about pissing off with the word Christian, yeah. you already got them with white. Yeah. So you might as well say the Christian yeah. part. Part of the resolution said this is from the resolution it says uh, white religious nationalism has used the cover of patriotism to foment and inflame hate by providing cover for racism, anti-Semitism, homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia, and Islamophobia. They're very fearful people. There's a lot of phobias <laughs> in the in the white Christian nationalist crowd. I mean, yes. Yes. They're terrified. Yeah, they're, they're, they're terrified of the change that it's they see why happening. why they walk around with guns all the time. Yeah. Because they're 
terrified. Yeah, absolutely. Of the whole world. Yeah. And so the fact that the Democrats are taking this up, thank you. I wish you would go just one step further and just call it for what it is. Right. And uh, because we don't really have a problem with white Muslim nationalism, right? right? Oh, or, God damn those white Jewish nationalists. Yeah, right? Like we know. Other than, other than what's his name? Ben Shapiro. <laughs> right. He's their one. Yeah. It's, maybe, maybe he's the problem. Maybe everybody was like, well, what about Shapiro though? <laughs> it's white Christian nationalism, but what about Shapiro? Oh my God. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Um, well, I'm at least they're calling it out. At least they're, they're actually like, I, they're not doing anything. Yeah. But uh, they're like just the willingness to actually say it out loud is almost shocking at this point because they're such cowards. <laughs> so I'm glad they're saying it. Yeah. It's good. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to close this off with a Pew research study. Okay. Uh, the, you know, Pew likes to ask people about religion stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of their thing. Uh, so. This one's interesting because this one was about parents, religious parents or non-religious parents, uh, and how important how important it is to them that their kids share their religious views. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, which is an interesting question to ask. It's an in- and and the results won't surprise anybody Mm. among among all parents in the united states uh 35 percent said that it was extremely or very important that their kids share their religious views that's just religious parents 35 percent of religious parents no that's just 35 percent of all parents okay cool because the religiously unaffiliated were also sort of included in this i'm not Uh, really sure how that works anyway so 35 percent, and then 22 percent Say somewhat important. Okay. Uh, and, but it is interesting that among all parents, 42% say that it's not that uh, important to them. Really? Uh, in the breakdown, huh. it becomes much more interesting. If you look at, for instance, Catholics, mm-hmm. uh, it's very similar to sort of the the all parents. It's... 35% are ex- find it extremely important that their kids are Catholic. Right. 30% say it's somewhat important that their kids are Catholic. And 34 are just like, meh. <laughs> I don't care. It's fine. Um, you won't be surprised to learn that the origi- religiously unaffiliated is kind of a flop in the opposite direction. Oh. Only 8% find it extremely or very important. Uh, that their kids are the same religious beliefs as them. And I assume that this means Hmm. people like us, you know, I think there are a lot of atheists who would really be horrified if their kids started to believe in a religion. I like, I'm not a parent, but I could not imagine. Like I would just be (laughs) like, Oh honey. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, 8% extreme, find it extremely important. 14% find it somewhat important, but 78%. Of the relig- religiously unaffiliated, don't think it's important that their kids believe the same things that they do. And I, you know, I think that's important because you got to let your kids be what they're going to be. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, what it what it says about the unaffiliated community is that they're not interested in they're interested in their kids becoming, you know, individualized adults yeah. who can make their own choices. Not in controlling everything. Well, and well, if you're somebody who like left a religion, right? Yeah. Uh, especially like a um, one like the Mormon Church that has so many demands and right. uh, of extremely high expectation that you're going to be Mormon too, and yeah. and 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 that where there's a lot of like forces that sort of alienate you from your family, even if you leave the church, right? Right. Like I could see a lot of parents being like, you know, I don't want that strain in the relationship that I have with my child as my parents put on the relationship that I had with them. Right. right? And so just 100%. finding a, a, a way to just 
be good with it and be like, hey, that's your thing. And, you know, if if anybody could be accepting of like different views, I would hope it would be (laughs) non-believers. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, it would be hard. I, would, I like yeah, you it said, be. it would be hard if if I had kids, which I don't. But if I had kids and one of them was like, "Dad, I'm joining blank religion," my impulse would definitely not be to say, "No, you can't." Right. But it would. It I would have questions, and it and yeah. it would feel bad to me. Yeah. Because I know the harm that can come from yeah. religions. I also, I, I, but I there is the, a hierarchy, though, right? There's yes. like, if they're like, "Hey, I'm joining the Anglican Church," it's like, well, all right. I mean, okay. that's a weird choice, but okay. But like, if they come to you and they're like, you know, I just signed up for Scientology, right? Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> or I'm a hardcore, you know, Baptist now, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> evangelical something or other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went out shooting guns with these guys. They were really cool. They were they were really now, awesome. Now I'm evangelical. Now I and they baptized me while I was there. Yeah. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> um I'm gonna I'm gonna have you guess. Now th- this survey was not large enough to encapsulate smaller groups like Mormonis Mormons or J dubs or whatever. Uh, okay. Um which I assume would be uh they would be very extreme on this. Right. But the in this case, the most extreme uh in the in the controlling direction was the white evangelicals. Okay. He said, surprising absolutely no one. Right. Uh do you care to guess how many what percentage of white evangelicals found it extremely or very important that their kids have the same religious views as they do? I think it's going to be sh- like really high like, like over 75%. It's 70. 70. Okay. 70% and that was the highest group in in this thing. It was 70% with 19% more saying it was somewhat important to them. Wow. Wow. Leaving only leaving only about 10% uh saying it's not that important. Oh, poor evangelical kids. But we all know this because yeah. evangelicals are the they're fucking looney tunes yeah. in this country. Yeah. It and and they don't listen and they want and they insist like this is the problem. These are the same people that insist that all of us have to believe what they believe. Right. They're the ones yeah. who, like, when we don't believe what they believe, they scream that they're being oppressed. <laughs> right. So no no surprise that they're a little weird about their kids also. Right. Uh, yeah. Believing the same. So there you go. Uh, if you, if, if you're from an evangelical family, specifically a white evangelical family, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> And uh, and and we hear you. We we know the pressure that was on you. Yeah. So. Yep. There you go. And if you want to tell us your story of that, oh, please yeah. feel free to do so. You can write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. or call us and tell us about it. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight four four two. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank, Damn. Um, you're you're familiar with the concept of a tithe. <laughs> yes. Tithing. 10% it's of a, your income. A, yeah, it's 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 a going to the church. The idea is you're supposed to give to the church. Yeah. To G but like I'll tell you what, man, some of these evangelicals, these prosperity gospel guys, yeah, they take it to a whole nother level. Yeah. They don't want 10% of your money. They want all of your money. <laughs> That's stupid. Really? They literally, because their whole thing is like, the more you give, the more blessed you are. That oh, is that yeah. is their that is their shtick. That is their line. <laughs> um, they don't say it that way usually. Right. They don't say we want all. I want all of your money. I don't care how destitute you are. But you know what? Sometimes they do say it that way. And uh, this is this. So this is a televangelist named Andrew Womack who uh 
who first wants to brag about how much money he has, which I always was shocked by. Like when when these pastors are like conspicuously uh, wealthy. Yeah. I always think that they would, that these, their parishioners would say, I'm not going to give you more money. Mm. You already have too much money. Yeah. But, uh, but, but what it does is it proves their, their point that like, like the whole point, the whole concept of prosperity doctrine is if you have more money, it means God blessed you more. Yeah. And therefore you must be righteous. It's why the evangelicals trust Donald Trump. Right. Yeah. Cause he's so rich. Cause he's wealthy right. and that inherently means he's good. Uh, so this guy, well, why don't we just listen? When you receive an offer and people think, well, you're just wanting money for yourself. You know, I don't care whether you give or not. God's going to take care of me. I promise you. My needs are bigger than what you can meet. I have to have, I just figured out this week, I have to have $11,000 an hour, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. You are not my source. God is my source. I could leave here and you know what? We'll, I'm not, I didn't barely get here and I'm not going to struggle to leave here. I've got money. But you need to give. And there was a woman that came up during the, uh, during the altar call and she said, do you remember me? And I didn't remember her, but it, she, she reminded me that the previous year she was let out of a mental institution to come to church on a Sunday. And she says, I need some money. And I had just taught on this passage of scripture that I shared with you. So I said, what do you have? And she made the connection. She knew what I was gonna do. So she went and got her purse and she had a little coin purse and she counted it out and it was something like $78.35, something like that. And I said, give it to me. And she said, all of it. And I said, all of it. And I took my hands like this and I took every penny that that woman had. She said that she wasn't going to get paid for a week and she didn't have groceries. And I said, give me all of it. Holy shit. That's a, that's a good man of God right there. God, he's got it figured out. When you can look sick, a destitute and mentally unhealthy person in the eye and yeah. say, give me all of your money. And it, and all of it's $78 as well. That's and you're, <laughs> and, and you're apparently your expenses are, and somebody did the math. And it came to million. over $96 million yeah, a year. I did the math. Okay. I figured you might have done. Ninety oh yeah. Ninety-six million ninety-six thousand is what he claims that he needs. Yeah. Um you don't need that. Yeah, oh my god. You don't need that. Ha, I mean the, 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 the truth is this problem like none of the none of the stories that these guys tell are even true. Yeah, so the amount of money is also probably a total. Yeah, the whole thing's probably bullshit. Yeah. He probably just made it all up just to to illustrate a point. A faith-promoting story. Well, yeah. The fact that that story could promote faith in anybody and promote... The fact that it could promote anything other than outrage in any human being is alarming. Yeah. Oh, my God. Should we, I just, I, should we pivot to the Patreon pitch? Would that be... <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> Atheist podcasters have nothing yeah. like this. Yeah. We, 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 need to, we can say we're yeah. rich. We can say we're poor. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we, we, have, we, yeah. we have nothing like this to give anybody. God, we need, we need to start. <sighs> how, do you, how do you have a prosperity atheist podcast? <laughs> how do we do that? Okay, let's just move on. Um, okay. Do we have any uh, we, emails this week? We do. We awesome. do. We had some people write into us. A lot of this is from a couple weeks ago because uh, last week Kate filled in for me while I was having emergency, uh, family emergency in Canada. So thank you so much, Kate, for that. Um, so uh, we, we had a few people write into us. Now, you'll recall that we talked a little bit about sex trafficking. Yes. 
and the concept of trafficking and and uh, all that sort of thing. Uh, and Steve wrote into us, friend of the show, Steve wrote into us to say, I've always wanted to open with a smug, I wrote the book on dot, dot, dot. Thanks to your segment on trafficking, I at last have that opportunity. Now I can die happy. Not that there's any rush. Uh, anywho, I wrote the book on prostitution and Mormons. Hmm. And indeed, he did write mm -hmm. a book. Uh, and it is called uh, Behind the Mormon Curtain, Selling Sex in America's Holy City. He didn't actually uh, put that in, but I thought I'd just give him a shout out. Uh, anyway, uh, <clears throat> he said, um, for what it's worth, I'll offer the following additional research-based perspective. Yes, coercive sex trafficking is real and it's horrible, but... Although crusaders deny it, men and women who opt into and freely remain in prostitution are not rare, nor are they damaged or lacking options. I interviewed Salt Lake area sex workers who have multiple degrees and solid job experience. They choose sex work because they enjoy it and or like the money. Uh, second, then he goes on to say, the statutory definition of traffic of trafficking is not limited to coercion. It can be applied to scenarios that many would consider benign, including paid private sex between willing participants. What would, what would be a discreet affair if no money had changed hands falls under the dread T word. So I think that's interesting hmm. that, that trafficking, that just, you know, benign sex work can be considered trafficking. Hmm. He goes on, law enforcement and the media capitalize on the broad definition. A sting op tricking hapless men into thinking they're about to meet a willing sex worker is reported as breaking up a major trafficking operation. The media benefit from the, because the T word attracts audiences. The T word is great PR for law enforcement because it makes them look like rescuers and preempts criticism the likes of why do police waste valuable resources on harmless encounters instead of going after violent street crime? And in many cases, wasting valuable resources on harmless encounters is exactly what they're doing. Uh, and then his final bullet point is that over and misuse of the T word trafficking diverts needful attention and resources from real trafficking, including the sort you called out in last week's segment. Nice. I find that very interesting. Yeah. I think, uh, I thank you for that. Yeah. I, I think that word is misused a lot, you know, and, uh, and it, yeah, it becomes this, it becomes this sort of uh, punching bag, this big PR thing hmm. when, uh, when it's frequently bullshit. Hmm. Uh, Maddie wrote in to say, hi, Frank and Dan. I will re I recently was blessed to get, to get back on necessary medication and therefore made a visit to my local CVS pharmacy. Once there, I made an awful discovery. There's a tall display with religious material that is not only in the pharmaceutical area, but it's so close you can touch it from the pickup window. It's nearly all Christian materials. Uh, I knew immediately what I needed to do. After I took my took care of my pharmaceutical needs, I found the store's manager. I pointed out the dis display's materials and clarified that I'm not comfortable with mine and everyone's inability to access pharmaceutical services without having to interact with ma religious materials. That doesn't feel appropriate. I'm not necessarily telling you I don't want the religious display to be present at all in the whole store, it's just that I believe it certainly shouldn't be in the pharmaceutical area. The manager responded that she would pass on my feedback to her supervisor. I will be using this CVS location again, so if I witness that same display in the same place, uh, the next time I come, I will deliver the same feedback. <laughs> Rinse and repeat until the display fucking moves. That's awesome. What's interesting about this is that my first response is a very Gen X response, which is just like... Yeah, who the fuck cares? But that's not true. Like, like, like you know, my my initial response is just like, uh, you know, it just it just look the it. other way. It's dumb, but right. it, but that's not true because Maddie is absolutely right that uh, the people that are going to that counter are often very vulnerable. Yeah, 
in a very, uh, you know, they can be in a very difficult stage in their life if they're needing, you know, if, if, if they're, especially if they're needing medicines for um, psychological or mental issues. Mm-hmm. And it's not okay to, to like half the time, you know, a, a decent percentage of people might be there specifically because of religion, re- religious trauma. Mm-hmm. But the problem, Maddie, is that they are there specifically because of that. That is a feature, not a bug to them. That they, because religions, like they think they're helping, but they specifically prey on the most vulnerable. That is their goal. That is why they think that is their, their stated purpose a good percentage of the time. So you might have an uphill battle on your hands. I don't know. I mean, it, the fact that it's a CVS, that's an interesting detail. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's a national yeah. chain. That's a er, you, you would think that chain. It's, yeah, you'd probably be able to get somewhere even if 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 it doesn't if you can't get anywhere with the local management, then yeah. then maybe it's worth like writing writing a letter in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Go for it. Make it make it a make it a policy that goes across the board. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Uh, Dick wrote into us to say, Hey, Frank and Dan, my wife and I until, uh, or my wife and I recently moved from Houston to a small town in Indiana for work. We have a three-year-old and have started to shop around for schools. Unfortunately, the private religious schools in the area are the best academic. Oh, we were okay. talking about that just yeah, before. Funny. Um, I, I was already feeling squirrely about the thought of sending my daughter to a Catholic school. Then what do I see when we pull in? A large cross with the words in memory of the aborted children written on it. Ooh, okay. I've done a pretty good job of not letting my religious PTSD get to me, but damn, that sent me into a tizzy. (laughs) Later that day, I spotted another one in the local cemetery. Oh, man. Curious if this is a new phenomenon or just an Indiana thing. Yikes. And he sent a picture of this cross and it's like six feet tall oh jeez, really and tacky as shit that's the other thing is that it's got a like a dumb like it's a white cross with a dumb sort of heart thing on it that it's 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 badly designed so (sighs) at least i guess if it was you know good quality design you could right maybe you know tolerate it but you are the you're representing the catholic church for god's sake (laughs) If the message and the design are both unpalatable, (laughs) that's the worst. Then it's beyond the pale. (laughs) Um, In the Salt Lake City Cemetery, I don't know if you know this, Frank, there is a Catholic section of the Salt Lake City Cemetery Uh in the Avenue. Okay. Uh, And in that section, there is a headstone for for which there is no grave that just says, like, it says, baby. On it, and then oh. underneath it says, "In loving memory of the the victims of abortion." Or oh, whatever. wow! So it's not just Indiana; that exists in other places. Yeah, Ugh, so stupid. At least it's in the Catholic corner. Yeah, and it's small, and it's not it's not obtrusive. Yeah. Like you have to notice it to notice it. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the thing that Dick saw was. <laughs> decidedly meant to be noticed. <laughs> oh, good Lord. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you in terms of like where to send your kid to school. I no I advice. would send my kid specifically to get kicked out of Catholic school. <laughs> like I, I would train them in all of the things that I'm okay with them saying that will, but like the, your teachers will not react well to this. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good strategy. It's why I'm not a parent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have all the wrong strategies for parenting. I, I, I'm don't. glad that you would turn your, your, your child's educational experience into <laughs> some sort of vanity project for. <laughs> it, no, that is just a different kind of education. my friend. And I say it's far more valuable than trigonometry ever would be. Oh, all right. Uh, well, we uh do we do we have some folks to thank we do indeed dan we actually have quite the list Um, all right so let's get 
started. We have thank goodness because our numbers were really starting to dwindle. Anyway, <laughs> no, not your problem, yeah. my problem. Um, we have uh, two new deacons. Um, okay. We have uh, Kenny and Kyle. Is come they're they're coming in as one deacon, and right. then we, do, we 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 don't have Stan and Cartman to go with them. <laughs> and then we have uh, 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 I don't even know how to protoboff. Sure. Thank you to the both of you. You're Our amazing. Two new deacons. Uh, we have two new teachers. We have Simon and Travelin Texan. Uh, okay. So thank you to the both of you. And then okay. we have a new Great. priest amazing. by the name of AJ. Thank AJ. you, AJ and Dan. Amazing. We have a new prophet seer and revelator by the name. Wow, that's the good stuff. <laughs> Someone coming in <laughs> uh, by the name of Chris. So, Prophet Chris. Prophet Chris. Thank wow. you very much. And here's the nice thing is that Chris gets to order these other guys around. Woohoo. Yeah. Every, all the other people, all the people, listen, there is a hierarchy here with the magic uh, that we are bestowing on all of you, <laughs> with the priesthood that we bestow on you yeah. when you give to us. Uh, it is decidedly so that uh, when you're at, a, at one level, you can boss around everyone at the levels below. Oh, yeah. Not in any real way, of course, uh, but in the fake way that we are giving you magic powers. Yeah. You have that authority. <laughs> so, well done. And if you'd like to to join these kind folk in supporting the show. And you should. Please. Why wouldn't you? Please go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and click on the support tab. Um, yeah. And there's options there. Just look for them. Uh, and as always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank our Lord and Savior, Davis. More show coming up. Hey, Frank. Dan. Are you, are you planning on doing anything special for your hubby for uh, for Valentine's Day? Um, probably not. Um, (laughs) we, we don't really celebrate the Valentine's day. seems a little, uh, arbitrary and forced and all that kind of stuff. Um, we are getting together with some friends tonight for like a, a group Valentine's dinner, I guess is that's how they sort of pitched it. I, I, I think it's just dinner. Um, I hope you brought. I, I hope. I hope you brought made Valentines for each of the people. Oh, that would be in that cute. creepy way that like kids do. Oh, we need to go and get some. That would be cute. No, so they're making like this really nice meal. Like it's our friend's boyfriend has been prepping a, a roast and everything for a couple days Ooh. now. Like he's really into it. So there's going to be like this just great meal. And then we were at the grocery store. And we saw this tub of Philadelphia cheesecake pre-made something or other. It's like this tub and you just like, it's cheesecake. You just dump it and onto you just a dump crust it into and a crust it and literally it's like no bake. And so we're going to, we, we bought that and we're just going to eat it with spoons. Let, let me know how it goes. <laughs> I want to know if that's any good. Anywho. It sounds awful. It's it's a, it's a it's a little bit of a gag gift, but people out there have probably seen the product. I'll I'll let you know if it's any good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, here's the thing about Valentine's Day. The, the the big complaint that I always hear about it is that it's uh it's just sort of a hallmark day. It's a it's one of those sort of oh, yeah. trumped up days. Everybody kind of hates Valentine's Day because ninety percent of the you know if you don't have a person, then it feels like stupid and shitty and if you do have a person that you've been together with for a long time it's like oh what's the point or there's just weird pressure yeah to do something special yeah yeah and now and and i don't know how many of our listeners out there participate in this but like now families give each other the valentine's day cards like what moms give their kids and kids give their mom like no it's yeah, it's all gotten real weird. The day for lovers. You are not dating your kids, you freak. <laughs> Stop doing that. You're not a freak. I apologize. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what's weird, what's extra weird, what's the most weird about this whole thing is that it's just a saint's day. Yeah. St. Valentine. Yeah. 
just a just a Catholic saint, just a a dude, probably multiple dudes. Uh, when you look into it, right. there were several, and they kind of got conflated just together, meshed them together. You yeah, know. so we don't know which Saint Valentine we're actually talking about. I mean, Wikipedia thinks them. it knows. Okay, I read, fine. Yeah, I, I read all about Saint Valentine. Ooh, well, yeah. that's nice. Third century Italian saint from Terni. Uh, okay, no, but he's Must like been, he's not just. How was he? How was he killed? How was he martyred? Uh, all, they were all killed in horrible ways. I, you know, made, I didn't read that far. I read what he's the patron saint of: courtly love. Oh. Courtly love, courtly love, um, okay. as well as uh, 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 beekeeping and epilepsy, and <laughs> there was another one that was interesting, and I was just like, this is "Okay, like there's enough saints. Why are we piling all this onto this guy?" But, yeah, well, there weren't enough saints at some point in the third <laughs> century, fourth, you know, Fair fourth enough. or fifth century, whenever. Fair enough. So you had to, you had to, you had to, you had to, you had to pile them up. And you know, beekeepers. <laughs> they need yeah, they need the saint you, too. Keeping bees is for lovers. It's a known fact. <laughs> I don't uh, think the two have anything to do with each other. How dare you? Um how dare you say that? Oh, he's also the patron saint of the plague. Now I don't oh, know good. if it's in promotion of the plague or if you have I, plague. It, it sounds like it's prom- it sounds like if the plague itself, if whatever the bacterium yeah. or whatever it is that causes the plague needs a saint, yeah. oh, then it can pray to Valentine. He's also um, the saint against fainting. <laughs> so if you faint oh. a lot, pray to St. Valentine. I've got the vapor. St. Valentine, help me out here. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, y'all. Uh one of the things that I was thinking about as I was contemplating the idea of say of Valentine's day. And also, you know, we've got Patrick's day coming up uh, next month and whatever. The thing that happens is that nobody gives a shit about saints days. Even Catholics don't really give a shit about (laughs) saints days. Some do. Unless something actually fun starts to be associated with it. Oh, some activity, something. And this is true of all the holidays. Holidays. Nobody cares about like, nobody cares about epiphany. Nobody gives a shit, (laughs) but if you, because, but that is only because it doesn't have a fun, traditional food and a fun, traditional, like, uh, some sort of activity associated with it. Right. If you don't have decorations and activities and food, like special food, it's just, and then what ends up happening inevitably, the activity becomes the thing. Mm-hmm. The traditions become the thing. And you really just kind of don't care about the, the, the religious significance of it anymore. I mean, when you think about Valentine's day, St. Patrick's Day, at least as at least how it's celebrated here in the United States, right. which is, uh, I'm sure, a befuddlement to many people, especially in Ireland. But there you go. When you think about uh, All Hallows Eve, yeah, you ask anybody, you know, you ask 99 out of 100 people in the United States where what Halloween is, no one's going to mention All Saints Day, right? It's just not going to come up. Because the fun part is what they like, is what they do, the uh, the, the the traditions, and uh, the religion is just an annoyance that happens to be attached to it. <laughs> Am I right? Even the religious people, I, I I just I just don't I remember being religious, and yeah, you know, we didn't do we, saints. Mormons Morm- don't do saints. Yeah, and Mormons don't really. Yeah, there's not a lot of baggage with that kind of stuff, right? Right, like that part of christianity is like so far removed from from but think about your experience of easter what was the best part of easter and what was the worst part of easter oh because it's very clearly delineated for me the worst was going to church right anything churchy and awful the best was like you know but here's the deal i was about to say the best was going and hunting for easter eggs but all you end up with is a bag of eggs like this is (laughs) 
right? <laughs> Which hard boiled eggs? Yeah, not that great a treat. And I remember being so excited as a little kid, and like <laughs> so, oh my god, like these beautiful colors, and it's been so fun collecting them. And then it's like crack, 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 like because I wanted one, right? Like yeah. this thing must be amazing, and just yeah. being like, I probably was just like falling out of my mouth, just like Bleh. what? Yeah, I've Mom, never you been tricked a big, me. I've never been a good, been a big. Uh, egg like boiled egg fan I, like hard boiled eggs don't do a lot for me i like a hard boiled egg as an adult <laughs> sliced up and put on a salad sure right but like good <laughs> lord it's a it's a bad it's a, like it's very funny but there's candy <laughs> there's candy and there's yeah. and there's colors and there's yeah. all of these things that literally have nothing to do with the resurrection of jesus right that's the best part. Yeah, of course it is. Undeniably. Undeniably. <laughs> and then the religion part is the worst part. Yeah. So with with days like St. Valentine's Day, they just got rid of the worst part entirely. Nobody cares about the religious significance of St. Valentine. Nobody. None. None. It's just, uh, it's, it's just, if, I don't know, go on a date day. Yeah. I, isn't it amazing? Like completely 100% disconnected. Like it's even so far disconnected from anything Catholic, right? That we yeah. actually use Cupid, right? Yeah. As like the 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 figure, the 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 <laughs> the, the mascot of the day, and that's uh, what Cupid was was Roman? Yeah. Roman god. Or pantheon so, yeah. somehow fit in there, or or was that Mercury? Uh, wait. Mars, war? Cupid. No, uh, I don't okay. know. I can't remember. Cupid, Cupid is the is the Roman god. Yeah. yeah, I I so so anyway. Oh, the the counterpart of the Greek Eros. Oh, that's Eros. Right. That's you're right. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you it's it's just like it's totally one hundred percent disconnected, and like <laughs> if you were gonna look up anything. You probably wouldn't even type in, oh, who was St. Valentine? You'd be like, who is Cupid? <laughs> right? Right? Like you're just, you're well, because the depictions of Cupid become exactly the same as the depictions of the little cute little angels. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They're, it's it's indeter- indistinguishable, really, yeah. uh, in, in terms of the iconography, in terms of the visualization yeah. of these uh, people. It, so It is just mishmashed. It's a, it's a total <laughs> mess. Poor Catholics. They lost they lost St. Valentine uh, to the to the masses. What will the beekeepers do? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Can someone please <laughs> think of the beekeepers? <laughs> they need a saint, too. The whole saint thing is so bizarre, right? Yeah. Like it's so obvious. I mean, it seems like it's just a uh, a trans transferring like the Roman gods into like Catholicism, but not having them be gods or something, right? Totally. You and I were talking about this earlier. It is this sense. It it you pointed it out, and I think it's brilliant. This idea that you had, you know, when 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 we went when they moved over to monotheism, yeah. They they lost something in the move, and that was like the god that was specifically for my kind of people. Right? Yeah. You know, like if yeah, if you're a beekeeper, you want your god. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I, it, I, I don't know if the Roman pantheon was that specific, but like um, there were a ton of gods. Right, and you could pick your guy. Yeah. And and your town would have its own god. Exactly. Yeah. And so now, so now there's just patron saints and. Yeah. Saints that you can pray to for whatever. Um, the one that I always love was St. Christopher, right? Because for travel, for travel, right? But so I looked up St. Christopher also, <laughs> uh, epilepsy, which was, oh. was, was Valentine. It must have, let me tell you something. If you have a seizure disorder, yeah. you have, you are spoiled for choice <laughs> in terms of saints. You probably deserve it. Yeah. But, uh, apparently, um, uh, toothaches as well. So mm. yeah, there's a saint there for go. everything. Like you, you name the thing, the problem, the issue, whatever it is. I guarantee you, you can find a saint. They'll saint you right up. <laughs> All right. 
Well, I, we don't know anything about saints other than we were saints. Mm, we were considered we were saints ourselves. Saints. Saint, uh, saints of these latter days. So if you want to clue us in on something we may have uh, not gotten all the way right, or if you want to be proud of us for knowing anything about any saints at all, which you probably <laughs> should be, feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist, and click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so. Go to our website, thinkoutimatheist.com slash members-only. Thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thank you to all of you friends for tuning in. We sure do appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.